All right. Uh, I am here with uh, Shanika Maria, a.k.a. Shan Shan, uh, with the new project uh, Structura that just dropped. Uh, a wonderful project. Uh, an incredible singer, but I think uh, you've heard that enough probably. I think um, with your singer-songwriter stuff in particular, too, I think you're very a very articulate storyteller. Mm. Uh, like very smart, careful usage of words. I wrote down some lyrics I liked. I liked, uh, is tie me to a label and I'll put, uh, I'll put on all your poses. I'll put on all your clothes. Yeah, clothes. yeah. Yeah, I love that line. That's a great line. Yeah, thank you. Um, so my first question for you, I did my research to be clear. Uh, you've moved around a mm -hmm. lot. Uh, you taught French or you taught English in France. Mm -hmm. uh, you were born in Hamilton, correct? Yes. Yeah, and you're currently in Toronto, is that right? Or you? Yeah, I'm in yeah. Toronto right now. Okay, yeah. uh, so I'm curious about how moving around and stuff, and especially with COVID and kind of being locked down mm -hmm. and stuff, uh, and with this sort of shift in sort of sonically that you've done, mm -hmm. uh, the importance of sort of space for creativity and how that sort mm -hmm. of affected your creative process. Mm, good question. Um, yeah, I think like it's really important to not confine myself to spaces as well as just like labels um, in terms of being an artistic person. And I think like having opportunities to be able to move around, like I lived in France for a little bit. And after doing that, I realized that there's more opportunities to move around the world. Um, and I've been really drawn to that. I've been really drawn to like, um, being in different spaces, seeing what different people are doing, connecting with different artists uh, or just, you know, general people. Um, so in terms of like COVID right now, like it's been kind of tricky, yeah. you know, setting roots somewhere, uh, for a little bit to just kind of like work and like make music and stuff but there are other benefits that came with um setting down in place uh in terms of just like my ex experimentation i'm i feel like i'm like a sponge and i'm like constantly taking in what i'm seeing other people doing and yeah. just like not even just other people but just like the things that are happening around me and the experiences i'm just like I, I, I always want to continue to learn and like deepen my craft and like try new things without the judgment of them being bad or good. Because like at the end of the day, you're never going to become a quote unquote good artist unless you were at one point a bad artist, you know? Yeah. So I, I try to allow myself to dabble, make mistakes, ask questions and, um, make things <laughs> yeah so uh so w what are some of the things that you've you've sponged up in in recent time is there anything uh, mm. yeah so the production thing has been like uh i would say like a year i've really been focusing on that and didn't really think that that was something that i could do like i i, I put a lot of like um stops in front of why i couldn't be a, pro a producer or anything but once i I, I was just having so much fun doing it that it became this thing that was bigger than my own like self-consciousness and like, you know, my own like uh, limits to what I saw myself doing. And it just kind of like accumulated into this thing, into this EP. And 
I was like, I guess I created something it should go out in the world. And I started to feel really comfortable with that. And like, even using the term producer is like, it's new. It's a new uh, label that I'm allowing myself to use and other people to use for me. Um, in terms of just like experimentation lately, like I've been allowing myself to try new things like rapping and like, <laughs> you know, like some spoken word stuff. And like, that's not, that's not really the vein that I um, typically express myself in. Um, but why not? Yeah, why not? I don't know. Like, like, and the, the fact that like I am producing things and like I'm doing it all from my bedroom and just like have a very minimal setup. There's uh, a lot more comfort in working in your own space uh, with yourself to be able to experiment. I find sometimes when you're in the studio and there's people there and whatever, it's like there's an element of performance. There's an element of performing yourself and like um, you want to hit those notes and you want to, you know, you're, you're less willing to just like, you know, be a little bit odd and like try some weird runs or weird sounds or like, I'm learning through working as like a solo artist who's like doing everything themselves, um, that I'm, I'm kind of like learning the foundation backwards, I guess. And yeah. I think like when I do get back into the studio, there's going to be a little bit more of a comfortable, like being more comfortable in those spaces, just because I have now a little bit more confidence on like what I can do and like yeah. um, pushing the limits a little bit more. Yeah. Cause I, I do know when you're working in sort of a more band setting or, or in a more professional setting, if you will. Uh, yeah. The pressure to perform is so much yeah. more there. Whereas when you're working alone mm -hmm. or at home, right. Um, it's 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 limitless which it can be paralyzing i would say mm -hmm. but uh, totally. it also means that it's it's all up to you the only person yeah. you need to impress is yourself right yeah 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 which is uh i think why you know bedroom pop music or whatever you want to call it is uh kind of a magical thing where mm -hmm. you can accidentally yeah. come up with these incredible song structures that you you wouldn't be allowed to kind of get through that process in a professional group setting Totally, totally. Um, my other question, I got plenty of questions actually, but uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> is like, I always ask people this question and it's a broad question, but uh, like thematically, like what, what resonates with you uh, overarchingly uh, creatively? Like what are some themes or, or, or things or, or, or as abstract as you want to take that, that uh, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, titillate you or whatever? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think like, I'm always really interested in just like the human experience. Like I'm always just trying to like figure out what, can I swear on here? You could, I don't care what you say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like what the fuck we're doing here in this world, you know, it's just like, it's such a, it's such a bizarre experience that we're all kind of going through. And I'm like constantly in question. I'm constantly like I have no answers and I think through music I'm able to explore and ask questions especially like songwriting that was always the thing it was just like you know trying to figure out what I'm doing on this world I'm trying to 
figure out what I'm doing in relation to other people. I'm trying to figure out things like identity. Like it's just such a, so many bizarre concepts um, that are like the more you interact with spaces and people and, and, and stuff, more questions come. So I'm constantly in this realm of just like, uh, trying to figure this out yeah. and uh, using, you know, music has allowed me like a space to kind of just like share that, I guess, yeah. share that with myself because like a lot of times I'll write lyrics about something and I'm like, I have no clue why I'm writing these things. I have no clue like what the specific incident that, that inspired this thing, like, where it came from and then maybe a month or two later or even like this has happened like years later where i've like i performed the song i've recorded the song and i'm like oh shit this is what this is about (laughs) you know and it's like it's such a wild thing and it's such a beautiful thing of this like creation for me is self-discovery creation for me is is you know world discovery and like relationship discovery it's this thing that like gives us a different window into our minds and our experiences that isn't always easy to articulate just through like general conversation or yeah. you know like well, art expresses what, you know, uh, what words can't you know exactly exactly and i found that like opening myself up and just not confining myself to a lyricist or a singer songwriter has allowed me different um, ways to express myself or to articulate things that I find I'm able to tap into different aspects of that in different ways. Whereas like, so with production, there's this, this feeling of like, just fun and experimentation and like just allowing things to be very intuitive in a way where it's just like, this just sounds nice to my ear. It could be like two like notes that are like, kind of off kilter and like kind of have an eerie feeling to it. And I'm like, for some reason, this is just really working for me. And I just allow myself to just like the shit that I like, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of do that. Um, whereas I find when I'm writing lyrics, I tend to be a little bit more serious or I, I tend to want to be a little bit more like tongue in cheek cheek like I want to sound articulate in a way like I want to have the words you know mean something but like when I write lyrics for this project it's just kind of like all this stuff came out who knows what they mean who knows what they're about but like that's cool yeah yeah whenever I've made ambient kind of music with vocals I don't write lyrics you know it's just Mm -hmm. I just it's it's just sound and what what I love about to the the project is it it seems like you have a very like smart and intentional uh, sense of, of mood you know what I mean mm. which I like a lot about uh, about that that EP um, is that thank it's, you uh, yeah and it, it, it sounds like healing I don't know if that's a, mm. a thing to do I wouldn't go like like on, not on like a faith level but on like a, mm-hmm. somewhere somewhere in between the sort of astral plane and and reality you know cool cool I like that yeah. I don't know if that was intentional I, I who knows what comes out but like it's yeah. always appreciative to like hear that that's <laughs> that's really cool that's really cool Sweet. <laughs> yeah um yeah it's it's great I've, I've listened to it a, a lot of times I really like it um what what, what music in particular would you relate it to like 
specific music if, if you had to. I know in, in the email I think you sent to CFUV, you referenced Sylvanesso, I want to say. Mm -hmm. But I, I think it's a, you're a bit more, um, it's a bit more abstract than that, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I was actually having a really hard time finding related artists, like when I was even doing it, because I wasn't even thinking about that, to be honest. Like, I wasn't really thinking about anything else. Like um, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm always listening to music, but I'm just kind of listening to whatever I want to listen to. Huh. And when I create, it's not always, I, I don't know if other artists do this, but I'm like not always trying to like emulate somebody else or like see myself in a vein or a genre yeah, I have too a much. Habit of doing that, to tell you the truth. Mm, mm. Yeah, so it's like, I, I think different artists work from different ways. I, I, I just really like to be genre-less, I guess. <laughs> and then after the fact, I'm like, oh shit, I have to figure out like what you know who does this relate to and like it can't just be like I can't just say a bunch of abstract random people that like it's just I yeah. so <laughs> coming back around um from my ramble uh, other people have told me that like um some of the music kind of resembles Fever Ray okay yeah I could see that for sure and Pat Moon Okay. Those were two people um, that I was, I've been told that it has like some hints of resemblance. Um, yeah, I like, I can't, <laughs> I was just listening to so much stuff. I was just listening to like any producer yeah. and like producers who were doing hip hop, producers who were doing like ambient stuff, producers who were doing like everything. Cause I was just so fascinated by like, actually listening for, for production before I always just listen for lyrics or like, you know, you're dancing and you want something like a beat. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's so interesting that you can, when you start doing something that you start tuning in specifically to like, what is production? Yeah. It's so wild. <laughs> there's no uh, right answer. And I hate that people teach this stuff even, you know, because mm -hmm. I, mean? I think uh, you went to Humber College for a little bit, correct? Yeah, but not for music. Like I went to Humber College for one year for adver creative advertising. And then I went to school for psychology. That yeah. was, that was my thing. <laughs> um, so what, what does creative advertising look like? I'm just curious about that now. Honestly, like, I barely know what it looks like. Yeah. You know, you're, you're 17, 18, you know, you're yeah. leaving home. I was not focused on school whatsoever for that one year <laughs> it was all like they were teaching us how to use like adobe creative suite a little bit and like um making like print ads and that sort of stuff for for things i didn't care for it yeah. i just needed like you know my parents kind of pushed me into that program because they're like you're good at business you're good at art try this and i was like nah i'm good <laughs> this is not for me yeah <laughs> Creative advertising. It's, it's kind of sounds mm -hmm. like an oxymoron in a lot of ways, you know? I know. Selling I know. something in creativity. I don't know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, who, who, like, growing up and stuff, what was what was the music that you, you liked to listen to the most? What was the stuff? I know mm -hmm. one of the interviews I read of yours, it was like, I think you said, Nina Simone, Billie Holiday, Dark mm -hmm. Country. I wrote that down because I wanted to know what that was. 
Yeah, 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 I do like some like darker country sounds. Um, well, like the most like salient memories that I have of like music would be like high school. And I listened to a lot. I was like obsessed with Emily Haynes. Okay, so obsessed. Yeah. yeah. And Feist, still to this day. Feist is one of those ones that's like, to this day, I'm like, yeah. oh, I was listening to so her great. the other day with my brother and I was like, Feist is underrated, you know? Yeah, totally. Songwriter. That metal yeah. album, I think it was called, so good. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's definitely a favorite. Um, so yeah, like I'm like, yeah, everything Feist does, I'm like, what a, what a cool human being and yeah. like interesting yeah. human being. Um, I found like an, I, I listened to a lot of like singer songwriter indie kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that definitely like influenced uh, my style, like listen to like broken social scene and uh, who else did I listen to? That's always hard for me. I'm like, I can't remember the it's names a of question, nobody. Honesty, but <laughs> I don't know. I like music. It's always cool to just hear people say names, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. in terms of like, like producers and stuff, like ambience of producers, like I, I really like like Neil Fromm. Neil's Fromm. Yeah, Neil's Fromm. Familiar. Yeah, yeah. Neil's Fromm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From Germany or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then um, Olafur Arnolds. Yeah, they did an album together. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I just uh, just listened to I was I've been listening to Olafur Arnolds' new project a lot. Um, it was very beautiful, like like in terms so of beautiful. Of stuff is dark and minimal. Yeah. His stuff is very big, cinematic, gorgeous. Yeah. I love a good cinematic project. Um, yeah, and like, I love that he brings a lot of like strong, like classical elements to things. Um, yeah, he's got so singing arrangements and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I played a little bit of classical music. Like I, I did classical piano and like, that was something I always really liked. I always liked the sound of classical music, but I was just like, I am not a disciplined enough yeah. human being to do anything that's like within the realm of classical art <laughs> so yeah I've always been inspired by it I think it's so beautiful and pretty but I'm like let me just take the little bit of things that I like from it and like bring it into my very sloppy <laughs> style of like coming towards art well that's a great ambient production too is a great way to take some of the motives or whatever out of mm -hmm. uh the more pretty classical music at least and go okay yeah I hear this chord or whatever. I'm going to try and figure out what that one chord that Eric Satie played and just mm -hmm. that's my song, <laughs> you know, or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Which is very fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably rather listen to that most of the time than some busy classical music. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what was my last question there? Uh, yeah. So this, this is something I've been very curious about for the last little while. And it's, it's when, when you're making music, and everyone has a different answer for this question, but when you make music, how conscious are you of the audience? So, and I don't mean that like mm -hmm. when you go to perform it, but w when you write it, uh, do you find you go, how are people going to react to this? Or who is, who is going to like this? And is that something mm -hmm. that uh, on, on every level, does it, does it affect you at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
short answer would be no. I don't really think about other people. Good. Um, but then it's usually when I start getting to the end because the beginning of it is just play. The beginning of it is just pure enjoyment. The second I start thinking about other people, I'm like, then things like my head spirals the wrong way. And I start thinking, everything I do is shit. And like, nobody's going to like my music. And like, who am I? And they're not going to like me. So I try to not even think about that. Um, yeah. Even like the few people who do like my music, I just... I just feel like I'm such a chameleon with everything that I do that I'm like, they could like one thing that I do and like hate the next thing that I do and like, yeah, whatever, you know, as much as like, I always hear like, and I don't know if this is wrong to say, but people are like, I did it for my fans and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I did it for myself. I yeah. did it because I needed to do it. Like, there's something inside of me to just like made me need to create something. And if other people resonate with it, cool. If not, you know, like I'm just happy I did the thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And to see it through, I find is always very satisfying, you know, cause it can mm -hmm. take how, how long, I wrote this down too is, is uh, from what I gather um, your first EP and mm -hmm. album under your full name uh, yeah. was, was songs that you had kind of accumulated over a long period of time. That's correct? Yeah, yeah, and then, but mostly. The project was very spontaneous, right? Is that, that's correct? Yeah, this, this project was like a year. Um, and yeah, like I just started making some beats and then I was like, I honestly, it was gonna be an instrumental album right. and yeah, I don't know how lyrics even happened. It's just, you know, I, I was kind of like sharing them with a friend and like, he's like, oh, you know, like, would, would you want to put lyrics to it? And I'm like, I don't know, probably not. And then that thought in my mind, I'm like, let me just try some stuff. And I started trying stuff and then like, so much that I tried was shit, <laughs> like <laughs> so bad. <laughs> and then just like, somehow these things came out and like, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of cool. Kind of like it and just stuck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, you seen, you seen any good movies lately? You watch any good television or movies lately? Mm, um, I love like anything that's like, dystopian like right, yeah, yeah. sci-fi um what did i watch that i liked i liked three percent it's this brazilian dystopian tv show that's just kind of like it's, it's really good like there's the, the idyllic off-island people who got away from like the the you know city that's like falling apart part and everybody's you know doesn't have access to technology or healthcare or food and there's like this whole rating system that like allows people to leave and it's just like I love the idea of like constructing this idea of what utopia could mean and like how 
utopia for one person is always dystopia for somebody else. Yeah, I think so, that's too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's it. I like I like that stuff. What is what would you say? What does your utopia look like? I don't know. I I try to think about that, and uh, like I think everybody at least having their basic needs is extremely like I feel like that's the the basics like um and be able to be like fulfilled like I feel like those two things where it's just like if we can all have that like that starts uh, my idea of a positive living experience but i don't know if you two utopias exist so i don't know i don't know if they're a real thing (laughs) yeah yeah i read this short story recently that was about a utopia and it was this idea that Mm -hmm. uh, and it was sort of like a a moral question at the core of it it was uh, Mm -hmm. what if uh there's this amazing place everybody's happy everybody's fulfilled in every which way you could imagine they have these great festivals everybody's like you know very liberated and and you know sexually free and everything uh, mm-hmm. but this place completely disappears if this one little kid that they switch out every seven years is stuck in a basement with where he only eats grease and he's stuck in mm-hmm. one kid is stuck in the basement and what do you mm-hmm. do in this place, right so it's like is it a utopia like- if there's that one person exactly you know, which is interesting exactly and it can't be for me personally i'm like if if one person doesn't get to experience the utopia, then it's not. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, so that's why I'm just like, Hmm. And these are the, the questions that I'm asking and I'm trying to like deconstruct through making art or whatever. I'm like, what is this shit? Like yeah. who put us here? And like, why are we dealing with all of this shit constantly? You know, yeah. do you ever do you have any like relationship with faith? Were you raised religious in any way or anything like that? Kind of um, like both my parents are like non-practicing Christians. And then but my grandparents on my mother's side was like. They're religious and in my like early teens, like preteens, early teens, I decided to take it upon myself to kind of like really learn more about Christianity or whatever um, and go to church myself and like ask questions and like find out about community. And in the end of it, I like decided it wasn't really for me, but I have a lot of positive um, feelings and relations towards the community aspect, the community building around um, that's what, that's what it becomes for a lot of people in, in I yeah. think you're close to the same age as me, but for our, at least our grandparents, mm-hmm. age, I think the community becomes very important for both my, my grandmas who are alive. Um, yeah. That's very important to them. Exactly. I've never heard of talk about religion beyond the base. Yeah. 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 And, and I find that that's one of the things where it's like, you know, rallying around an idea. It's really the, just the community that keeps people feeling supported you know, and feeling heard and like they have something to do and like a place to gather. Like that's, I'm like, how do we do that outside of religion? Because not everybody, yeah. that's not really like, I feel with our, our generation, it's not as much of a thing. 
Um, we don't care about God. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it's like, I find it so interesting. I'm like, we don't really have enough spaces to really hold community in that way. No. And I feel like that's makes so many people feel really isolated and like lost. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't I know. The internet would help, but it seems that it's, it's just further driving people into sort of niche disenfranchisement, you know? Yeah. Which yeah. is bizarre and shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Community. Yeah. And you know, you would hope to, and this is a cynical thing, but you would hope that music and art would be some kind of community and it can be for many. I've, I've never mm-hmm. felt that to the fullest extent, to be honest, mm-hmm. um, but it's competitive, which kind of immediately removes. Yeah. I don't know why it's competitive. It's, e- it's cause yeah. it's ego and, and I've suffered from that and I've learned to just kind of mm-hmm. step back and be like, okay, mm-hmm. I don't care anymore at all. But yeah, I guess that's the question. Uh, what's, what's your relationship with your ego? Like, do you, is that something you Ooh. have with? Yeah. Uh, like this is an interesting one because I find with music there is that competitive nature with it and there's this scarcity mentality where it's like so few people quote unquote make it in music and it's like we're all, all just kind of like you know competing for this little piece of the pie and you know, I, I definitely struggled with that for a while. I, I was like, I, I found it really hard to like be in community and like have peers and like, but also feel like I wasn't getting recognition or yeah. getting the gigs or getting the, you know, um, the things. So I have taken like part of having shan shan and shanika maria was with shanika maria i like i like had to take a step back like i was just like the way that i am looking at this thing is not healthy and it's not helpful and it wasn't it was doing a disservice to my mental well-being and then to my peers um and i keep saying like (laughs) like i must love getting hurt um I just think it it was doing a disservice in the sense of like, I wasn't really liking what I was doing. Like I was just trying to be more busy because that's what I thought I needed to do. Um, I was, you know, rushing to put out a project because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Um, I'm taking these gigs that like, I don't want to play or, you know, I was grinding so hard and I'm like, you know, always trying to be personable and networking. And like, that's just not my personality. I don't have this like showboaty, um, I'm so great kind of thing. Like that's just yeah. not how I function in the world right now. And I felt like I had to put on this persona that wasn't myself. And then I found myself like, you know, with social media, you're seeing so-and-so got this gig and so-and-so got signed and so-and-so blah, blah, blah. And you start feeling like jealous, jealous. honestly, like, yeah. and, and it's, it's such an icky thing to, to feel. It's an icky thing to say. Yeah. Um, and I had to really like look at myself and I'm like, how can I support, sit here and support people when like in the back of my mind, I'm like, Oh, I wish it was me. Yeah. And like, you know, so 
Yeah. Um, to be honest, not performing right now has been really great for my well-being. Not being in these spaces where I'm doing things that I don't know if I actually like doing or, or and I'm just doing because I feel like I have to. Um, yeah, for some reason I keep trying to like leave music. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to be like, music is not for me. Like this whole industry is just like hurting my confidence and hurting like, you know, my well-being. But somehow like the act of creating, the act of making music nourishes me in a way. So yeah. it's just, it's two really competing things where it's like, it's honestly the, the, the structure of the industry makes you feel like shit. Yeah, it just does. But you can it's a you know, just dip out. You know, and just, make yeah. you know, that's what I, I had lofty ambitions in my late teens, early twenties. Mm -hmm. And was just like, mm -hmm. in the last few years, just kind of was like, you know what, this has got to be fun. I'm happy to work a job. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how I feel now too, where I'm just like, I need to get back to why I actually liked music and trying things and experimenting is what was fun when I didn't have any money, when I didn't, you know, yeah. like when there wasn't, it wasn't about money. And yes, I do believe if I'm going to do something and put it on the world, like I sh you should, we all should get, get paid. Compensation. Yeah. Yes. I want to get compensated. <laughs> but for that too. I make no money off stream. None. It's there is like this whole, how they fuck over the artists constantly is just like so shitty. How yeah. even labels work are mostly are, really shitty. We are their product. Yeah. You know? Like it's. Uh, but we get so little from it. We're yeah. literally like. We're an animal, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we're we're treated like, you know, we should be so thankful for the little bit of crumbs that we get. And how does that make a sustainable industry? How does that make a sustain sustainable? And, and quality, if we want to think in products, how do we make quality products if we're just kind of like treating everything like it's, it's disposable? Yeah. I think, I think the only like logical way I think to accomplish that is, is having to buckle down and do your own like administrative work, if that makes sense. Uh, like, being like, okay, I'm putting this oh, on yeah. streaming services myself. I'm sending yeah. emails. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And that is, I think, where a lot of people experience burnout very yeah. quickly. But yeah. Uh, you just compartmentalize the two things. This is creative time. This is administrative time. Think yeah. yeah. I, I, for this project, I did that for the first time ever. I was like, I did all the production, the performance. I did all the administrative stuff. Uh, I made all the album art. I was just like, <laughs> let me see if I can do it. And I realized that I can do it but it doesn't always mean it's just because I can do it that I should do it. Um, I, I, now I know like where the spectrum of like how much I can do and like yeah. feel okay. That's and cool. where I'm just like, okay, this is going to cost this amount of money to do this project management means I just got to like figure out where that money's going to be <laughs> to, and like the fact that we're in Canada and like, I wish more folks would, like one, it was more accessible and more folks would take advantage of the fact that we got grants in Canada, you yeah, know, yeah. the States doesn't have 
grants like like this. like this so yeah. not like this at all so i'm just like the grant writing that's, really, that's what all the older yeah. artists that talk to me they're like you gotta learn how to write a grant buddy yeah, yeah yeah and it i have not gotten so many grants you know in my life um but it's one of those things it's a skill like anything else like anything like becoming a better guitar player becoming a better singer all those things are skills and you can just get better at it the more you do it and it sucks and like it sucks doing it and like having to like be on top of the artistic process in like such a regimented way yeah. where it's like I don't even know what this project is going to be but I have to like bs something to to the yeah. grantors to make it sound like I like I know what I'm doing and yeah. give me money please <laughs> I've always had it in my head applying for a grant in Canada. It's like, I want to make a documentary about the Yukon. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Or so, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's like, yeah. there's no yeah. way they'd ever give me a grant for being like, I want to make something noisy or something. You know? Oh, they will. They will. They will. Just go for it. Honestly, honestly. Cause that's what, that's what stops so many of us. This is what stops all of us from like doing the things that we need to do. And like yeah. even trying you know, just like go for it. What do you have to lose? You already like, yeah, that's true. before the grant, you didn't have the grant. So. <laughs> yeah, nothing to lose. Except a little bit of time. Yeah. yeah. A little bit of time, but you know, but the reward is so you could have, low yeah, risk. Like, low cool. risk. Exactly. Maybe I could get a grant for this podcast. I don't know where I'd put the money in, but that'd be cool. Yeah. I do some like, equipment. I have some... With, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I have an obsession yeah. with the idea of Canadiana and I kind of want to explore that. I don't mm-hmm. know what that is you know but well you get a grant and then you can do the research yeah and like the grants will pay for your time to do research like yeah i work in a kitchen i would love to not work in a kitchen yeah Yeah. feel you feel you um okay is there anything you want to talk about um anything on your mind not really uh i don't know (laughs) if there's no more questions i think i'm good all right Cool. Uh, what, okay, what'd you have for breakfast? What'd you eat for breakfast? I'm so boring for breakfast. I, I had, I like have the same thing every day. Uh, like those Quaker oats, oatmeal packs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like just beige, like a, a bowl of beige. Yeah, That's yeah. like my go-to because in the morning I have like no will to do anything yeah Yeah, i can't i can't do it so i'm just like hot water oatmeal maybe if i'm feeling fancy and like there's a ripe banana i'll put one of those in there but like that's as fancy as you can get for me (laughs) what about you what did you have for breakfast i i am in the middle of a breakfast shitty protein bar from okay really (laughs) gross but it's got almonds in it which is Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um, okay. What, what do you like to eat? What do you like? What's your shit? I love eating. I'm a huge eater. So oh, I'm a big foodie person. Cool. Um, okay. Hmm. Top three cuisines would be. You're in Toronto too. So there's some good eating. There's some good spots. Yeah. I would probably say Japanese, Indian, and then a tie between Mexican and Vietnamese. Okay, yeah. I've been big on the Vietnamese recently. I've, I've been really digging it. 
it's so, so good. It's if it's like uh, I like I used to eat a lot of like ramen, and I found that the mm -hmm. the pho is uh, yeah just a cleaner alternative. You know, it is. It is. It just feels so healthy. I just feel so like I don't think uh, it is. Comforted. It feels healthy. Yeah. It feels healthy. Yeah. I I can as long as it feels healthy. I don't have to know everything. Yeah. I can just speculate. Just trust your <laughs> internal intuition. My gut. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. We get, where are the top spots in, in Toronto? I, I, uh, I'm always curious about Canadian restaurants. Top spots? Oh, I'm not a good one for that. Okay. Uh, hmm. You guys got a Mamafuku there, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, not good with that. Like, uh, I don't go to restaurants that much. Like I don't go and like sit down in restaurants. Every once in a while I'll get takeout, okay. but yeah. I just find like <sighs> Toronto's just too damn expensive. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. Toronto's like so expensive. It's, it's just, that's why I'm like. I mean, here's pretty bad too in Victoria. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I did spend a little bit of time in Victoria at one point. Yeah, you, you played here once, right? I did. Yeah. What'd you think? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I liked Victoria. It's just like, it's really pretty. Like, yeah, it's just like, here. Yeah. it's so nice. Um, yeah, it was pricey and I was a student. Um, yeah, but I just thought it was like so nice. Yeah. I, I want to go back one day, but you know. We'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. I think we can call it there. I think that's all right. Cool. cool. Thanks yeah. For I'm going to stop recording. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah.